This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Join the conversation on twitch.tv slash betql. Welcome back into The Better Angle. Hey, Constable Cam Smith hanging out with you here for another hour and a half. We're going to talk a little college football. All right. Bring on Pete Futek, publisher of collegefootballnews.com and host of BetQLU in the action during the college football season. Pete, it's been a while. How have you been? Gabe, what's going on? What are you, what are you crazy kids talking about today when it's, you know, it's, it's a beautiful day outside for the rest of the world, which I know you can't see from the <laughs> BetQL studios. But so just pretend that it's like raining and thunderstorming out. It's not 71 and absolutely perfect today. Okay, great. Right. Thank Thanks, you for Pete. rubbing it in. We appreciate it. Yes, <laughs> wonderful. Um, so you get to watch sports all day and talk about how to make people money. So, hey. It's, you doesn't get much better today. than that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. What else do you want to do? Weather, weather, weather's boring. It's always weather. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we That's don't... a fact, especially in Chicago, for yeah. sure. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Pete, unfortunately, we got to start this off on a little bit more of a serious note here because we do have some news out of Northwestern, a a scandal with hazing, um, allegations on what's gone on, some sexual misconduct, things like that. Uh, And Pat Fitzgerald, head coach, has been suspended for a couple weeks without pay. What's going on at Northwestern here? What have you heard? And... Is Fitzgerald going to survive something like this? I don't know. Look, it's a whenever it comes to stuff like this, you always have to kind of. I, I, I'm not trying to sweep anything under the rug, but always have to let the let the situation play out and remember that we're 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 not in this case. We're not necessarily talking about a legal matter. Uh, it's more like a just a kind of a gross thing that's being alleged here that hazing no chance and especially with what's being alleged here uh, uh, uh you could certainly look it up and see what they're talking about here uh but it is really goes to the core of northwestern university it's one of the great schools in the world and is this what you want to have as a representation of your football program so uh it's, and i'm always kind of a believer too that look you know football and sports are just games they're just silly you know you don't you can not you can keep everyone out of the mix until it all plays out and you see what the actual truth is at all this. But if what is alleged is true, I don't know how Pat Fitzgerald survives this. And to be completely and totally cynical about this, because knowing college sports like I know them, if Pat Fitzgerald's coming off a nine win season, it's a little bit of a different narrative in terms of whether or not he survives this or not. But after a really awful year and, the, you know, kind of rumblings kind of being that, all right, well, they've got to pick this up fast and they might go a different direction and all that. Uh, no, if these allegations are true, I do not know how he survives this. But, Pete, also going forward for Fitzgerald, you know, if he somehow survives this after everything plays out, it, it has to hurt you when it comes to recruitment, right? Because you can't sit in the homes of – 
a player that you want and speak to parents and say that, you know, I'm going to protect your kid or I'm going to look after your son and he's going to feel like at home and I'll be kind of almost like a, a father away from home for your team. So just the ramifications and ripple effect for Fitzgerald and his staff after this has to hurt him in the rest of his coaching career, correct? And it's not like you're recruiting to a normal university. Mm-hmm. I mean, Northwestern, you're, you're recruiting from a really, really small piece of the pie that's out there. And first and foremost, when you're recruiting players to Northwestern, you're getting a kid who is probably looking at Stanford, is probably looking at Vanderbilt, uh, is probably looking at if a high-end player could probably look at a Michigan. So you've got to get a, a different caliber of player in student that you would normally get at i'm not going to say any other schools iowa sorry Kate. Uh, <laughs> but like uh, that you could that you could get other places so yeah. as is you've got a really tough sell to begin with and but also again not to sound totally cynical but you know, everyone always kind of thinks well recruiting matters well in today's day and age if there's nil money involved if there are other factors involved the recruits will come i I thought, for example, to me, the all-timer scandal that I've dealt with is the Penn State scandal, and I had the same thought. Like, how do you how do you go recruit that? Like, how do you go sit in a uh, living room and say, hey, Mom and Dad, go buy the Penn State sweatshirts now? And, of course, the recruits came. You know, they had monster recruiting classes the year after. So it, it does matter in that way. But you're right. There's, it's such a fine line when it comes to the players that Northwestern can get that if it does cost them, say, three or four players, that's that's different than it would be at, you know, just about any other school where if you don't get three or four players, fine. There are others who are kind of in the same bucket. You don't have that bucket to pick from if you're Northwestern. Pete, how long do you expect this to draw out a situation like this? They're investigating. Uh, will it, in your eyes, possibly be wrapped up prior to the start of the season? Cause I, I would imagine, yeah, okay. pretty fast. Yeah, you, you, you have to. I mean, if you can't go, you can't start the season without having some sort of conclusion to this. You just, you, you, it's a bad look. And the, and the thing, I, it, everyone, we all make too much out of, you know, the, the college football has taken on way too much importance when it comes to the, the fabric of a university. But you just have to remember, at the end of the day, all college sports are is a massive PR arm for the school. And if you're Northwestern, and you're a university far more than you are a sports program in any way, shape, or form. That You can't say that about every school. But for this one, you know, sports are nice, but that comes such a different, you know, distant second and third compared to everything else that that place is about. You can't just say, oh, well, we're just going to see how this plays out, and we're going to, you know, I think we're just going to go on as normal until something different happens. It's just a horrible, horrible look. Um, and it's just, I, I would really highly doubt that this doesn't play itself out one way or another before the season starts. All right, Pete, let's switch the conversation and actually switch uh, parts of the country right now and go over to the West Coast and talk about USC and Lincoln Riley out there, man. Um, a lot of expectations with that team, obviously, with Caleb Williams at quarterback. So what are your expectations for Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams with USC? Because it feels like for me, if it's not college football playoff or national championship, the season is a bust. Are, are you agreeing with me on that? And what do you see Lincoln Riley and the Trojans doing this season? Yeah, kind of two different expectation skill sets right now for this year. Next year, when we go to the 12-team playoff, then it's a little bit – then we're talking kind of a different thing here. A four-team playoff still getting in is tough because you can't lose two games and get in. 
And if you look at the Pac-12 across the board this year, it, it, it's a there's really outside of Stanford, there's just no free space game. I mean, Arizona's better. Arizona State's better. Coach Prime only doing with Colorado's better. You know, so I'm not saying Colorado, uh, USC loses any of those teams, but they're just more landmines you have to sidestep. And it is the that is the conference of quarterbacks this year. I mean, just up and down. Everyone seems to have a next-level caliber quarterback, and it's not going to be easy. Now, USC is still, you know, going to have to kind of figure out if that defense can stop anybody. Now, they did go through the transfer portal and loaded up with lots and lots of new options. It's not exactly like it did last year. They didn't get a Caleb Williams for the defense. They didn't get, you know, any superstars. But they did get a whole lot of guys to, to kind of give the defense more options. And that was the difference last year because they were doing this because of all offense, and that D didn't stop anybody. So to your point, yeah, I guess winning the Pac-12 title, I think, would be, excuse me, the most reasonable goal. After that, getting in the top four requires so much luck and just requires every possible break. And then to get there, winning the national championship, that is just that's asking the world in a in a world where with Georgia returns just about everybody but Stetson Bennett. So uh, I think to your point, to your direct you know, line of question here, I would think Pac-12 title would be a reasonable goal. Uh, college football playoff is an attainable goal. Winning the college football playoff national championship, I don't think that's happening as long as uh, Ohio State and Georgia are still doing what they're doing. Talking with Pete Futek publisher of collegefootballnews.com and host Speculu in the action. Pete, you mentioned not getting into the college football playoff if you have two losses, and that was Alabama last year, lost to Tennessee and LSU. What's the expectations for the Tide this year? I mean, I know it's always championship or nothing, but with the quarterback race that they kind of have going on, uh, there's just not really like a, a clear-cut number one behind center right now, is there? Absolutely. No, there's not. And that's the difference. I mean, look at the lineage of Alabama quarterbacks. You know, it, it, it's kind of a fun trivia question. They won a national championship with a guy named Jacob Coker. You know, they, they, no one knows who that is. And after Jake Coker left, you have Jalen Hurts, uh, you have Mac Jones. I'm sorry, you have Jalen Hurts, then Tua, then Mac Jones, then Bryce Young. That's a pretty good foursome yeah. of quarterbacks that you're going to have to try to replace, and they don't have that guy. And I have talked to Bama people. I have no I know the Red Elephants Club down there. I've given speeches. They've got money. I don't know how they didn't go through the transfer portal and just buy themselves a superstar quarterback. They've got guys. They don't have the guy until next year when they're uh, when their star recruits coming in. But it's Alabama. They're, they're supposedly good. But the thing about that you're kind of pointing to, they, 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 they lost two games last year. And Nick Saban was kind of grousing about, well, you know, we would have been favored against TCU or Michigan. You know, we were one of the four best teams. Our two losses were on the road to Tennessee and LSU on walk-off plays. Kind of lost in that is they didn't really beat anybody other than Texas, and that was way too close. They almost lost to Texas A&M. They were in big, big trouble against Arkansas until late. So it was a good team. It wasn't one of those killer Alabama teams. We know what happens when you give these guys a shot and get them into the – you know, the playoff, but getting there, I don't think it's going to be so easy. I think every year you'd say, you know, you have the average fan on the street, you know, who give me the four teams that are going to be in the college football playoff. All right, fine. This year, Ohio state, Georgia, Alabama, and then, you know, maybe a Clemson or a USC or something like that, or Michigan or throw that in there. You can't say that about Alabama this year. 
the schedule is not all that bad, but there's two losses out there for him somewhere in the schedule. I am not 100% sold that it's just automatic that, yeah, I just put him in the college football playoff. Because, you, again, in the college football playoff era, we have yet to have a multi-loss team get in. I don't think they're getting out of this regular season without two losses. RIP, you talk about with Alabama, it's not an automatic for them to be in the college football playoff. But let's talk about one team that uh, a lot of people will agree on, and I'm sure you will as well, that could be in the college football playoff and possibly win their third straight national championship in the Georgia Bulldogs, man. So what are you feeling on the Bulldogs, and can they really have any competition that could trip them up on their way back to the national championship? Yeah, it's, you look at their schedule. They're going to be favored against everybody by double digits except maybe Tennessee at Tennessee. And as we've kind of seen over Georgia over the last two years, when they really care and they're really focused and they rise, then all of a sudden they rise up and rock. When it's against like Missouri, that was a little bit of a dangerous moment for them last year. They didn't really show up for Kent State, and then they decided to play in the last 10 minutes to put that away. So it's just going to have to be, they're going to have to kind of laser focus for every single game because they do have a new quarterback. And Stetson Bennett, while he's not, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he played great. I mean, he, he bailed them out of the Mizzou game. He saved their bacon against Ohio State. And, yes, they can lose along the way. I mean, they do have to play uh, Tennessee. Florida's a little bit better. Certainly, you know, you know there's enough games. I think LSU, they, they, get, they miss Alabama. They miss all the big boys. Uh, but Tennessee's the one game that's going to be dangerous. And it's just you have to assume it's the SEC Maybe there's one game out there where a South Carolina goes off like it did last year against uh, Clemson or Tennessee or something. So there is, I think, a loss somewhere in there. But to the overall point, I do not think there are two losses in there. So this year, when it comes to the college football playoff, yeah, just, just automatically pen them into one of those four spots and then try to figure out the other three. So, uh, But what's fun about this is trying to find to, to direct it to what you guys do Find the win totals and mm. see, who's, see who's offering 11 and a half and go under on that. Because if it's 11 or 11 and a half, take the under because it's asking the world out of anybody, including Georgia, to go undefeated. So that's, that's kind of a big lift. And at worst, if you get an 11 or 11 and a half and they go over, you tip your cap and go on about your day. If they go under, obviously you win at 11, 11 wins. Or if they hit 11, then you break even. So if you can find Georgia at 11 or 11 and a half, take the under. It's a pretty good shot that you're going to be okay. All right. You hear that, people? Take the under, yeah. 11 and a half. Pete, about 30 seconds left. Uh, you're giving me some crap about Iowa. But uh, Cade McNamara is <laughs> no, coming I am in. not. Is Iowa's offense finally going to be able to put some points on the board this year? You didn't need them last year. All you had to do <laughs> is not lose to Nebraska in your championship, though. So. Who, who cares about this points thing that these kids are all into nowadays? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the downfield pass, it's going to be kind of fun. But you know it's going to, you know it's Iowa. You know there's eight or nine wins there. And in, a, in a, a, a transitioning Big Ten West, yeah, absolutely. Iowa, you want to talk about setting goals? Get back to the Big Ten championship. Okay, fine. So you get drop kicked by Ohio State or Michigan. <laughs> right. But who cares? You're there. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, I love it. Thanks, Pete, for joining us. We appreciate you coming on, and uh, thanks for the vote of confidence for the Hawkeyes. Oh, anytime. And by the way, it's, it really is raining. In fact, I think it's going to snow out right now. <laughs> don't, don't even worry about it. 
Don't leave the studios. You guys are all right. There. You, know, you guys are in the best possible, safest possible place. You know what, Pete? It would be on brand for Chicago that it would turn oh, into yeah. snow. Look, so as long, as, long as the studio isn't swaying like it did last year during a couple of our, uh, our Saturday afternoon things where we could feel the building shake, then you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Pete. Have a good rest of your afternoon. Later, you too. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after this. This is The Better Angle here on the BetQL 